Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Bold Sports. We're here at episode 102. Mr. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing well, Matt. Matt, we just you came over and we're sitting here getting ready to record, and we just watched the final little bit of the World Series, the Game Seven. Uh, Nats won. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Yeah, all uh, the pitching changes at the end there gave me enough time to like get my stuff together and and drive here and make it in time for the bottom of the ninth. Yes. So, yeah. I was at Sheets. Thank, thank you, Houston bullpen, for screwing around, falling apart. Yeah. I was I was at Sheets. Like, uh, it was like a half an hour at Sheets tonight. Yeah, like and it's it's like a Wednesday. And you know the problem with Sheets, it's like such a corporate convenience store that they got to play the same music. You know, it's a, it's not like the the Exxon station on West Liberty Avenue where you walk in during a Steeler game and they're just like cranking Hillgrove as loud as they can. Um, you know, yeah, so. and the Sheets t- and the TVs at Sheets are like set to like their security cameras, and then also it's like Sheets TV. Yeah, and it's like. Dude, the World Series is on. How yeah. about like if you're gonna make me wait 20 minutes for chicken tenders and cheese sticks? That's a long time to wait. Like, well, I mean, there was like 10 people in line in front of us. Did but they I'm, have to like heat up the fryer? I mean, I, I was wondering. It's like you fry shit. Yeah, I was like, at least have the World Series on so I can watch your little cafe. Yeah, it's not. That's not how sheets works. It's not how sheets operates whatsoever. But in the meantime, folks, we are here at episode 102. We're gonna call this the Mason Rudolph episode, just because. He's number two. He's number two, and mm-hmm. he's our starting quarterback right now, um, which he didn't do too bad at all this week after the first 25 minutes of the game, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's see, we did have, uh, you know, I have this little thing here that says, hey, Steve, pull picks because you're an idiot. Um, so, uh, number uh, also, former uh, Steelers are number two. These are mainly quarterbacks. Dennis Dixon. Uh, Brian St. Pierre, Todd Peterson, uh, Matt George, uh, John Stragers, he was before we were thought of, uh, and the rest of these guys are really before we were thought of, Bill Lajewski and Sigurd Sandberg, and if anybody says they remember them, my grandparents are all dead. My grandfather would probably remember them, but, you know. I remember Pirates number two, Jim Morrison, you remember that guy? He's uh, he he he's on my list. Yeah, he is. Jim Morrison, not the guy from the Doors, right? Not the Lizard King. Not the Lizard King. I love it. It's a shame that I wasn't old enough to get that when when he played for the Pirates. You know. Yeah, I was like, I was probably like at games where I was like the only person in my section who didn't realize that you know, the guy batting for the Pirates has the same name as. You know, the lead singer from The Doors. Because I had never heard of The Doors when, when I you was were in second grade. Four years old. Nah, I never heard of I didn't. I, I've listened to The Doors, but I didn't really know The Doors until I was like 12. Yeah. But I, I listened to The Doors the whole time. And of course, you know, the, the website I like to use is uh, Safari cannot open the page because your iPhone is not connected to the internet. That's my favorite website, too. Like, yeah. So that's a lot of good information right there. It's, it's, uh, to the point. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why, uh, it's like, I'm at home. I know my phone's connected to the internet. It does every time I walk in my well, Don't you have, like, 
data that you can use that's not Wi-Fi? I mean... Yeah, but I, I don't know. It, this website is just acting up. So Pirates, we know Jim Morrison, uh, Jack Wilson. Jack Wilson was another number two. Yeah. Um, let's see, who else was number two? Uh, there's a whole bunch of them. They had, there's like a list of number twos. For... Jimmy Pack number two for the Penguins. Well, I didn't get. I have the Penguins one saved. So um... I'm pretty sure Jim. I can. I'm just gonna. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that Jimmy Pack was number two. I I don't have any any verification in front of me here. But... I do, and yeah. you are correct. Yes. Because <laughs> it's such a, it's such an unusual number for a hockey player, let alone uh, forward. You know, so uh, number twos for the Penguins were Leo Bovin, uh, Dwayne Rupp, Bob Paradise, Ed Van Imp, Tom Edor, Tom Blandin, Pat Price, uh, Giles Lupin, Brian Ludberg, Phil Bork. Oh yeah, right. Before he was the old two, two niner, niner, he, he was, was just the old, the old two. two. Uh, yeah, uh, Greg Fox, Joe McDonald. Todd Charlesworth, Chris Dalquist, Jim Pack, Chris Tanner, uh, Joseph McClare, Hal Gill, uh, Nate Guerin, um, Matt Niskanen, Adam Chandling, and Chad Ruedel. Oh yeah, those are a lot of names that I that I should have remembered it being number two. But for some reason, I didn't remember Phil Bork, But that was just been that like was one that was, year. That might have been like his rookie year. Yeah, I mean, I should have remembered Ruedel. And Hal Gill, especially. Well, yeah, um, I mean, but Jimmy Pack, you know that that goes back to that that first Cup team, the best, my favorite Pitt, Pittsburgh sports team of all time. Um, you know that that first Penguin Stanley Cup was, you know, really special. I, w- I wasn't old enough to realize like how unusual it is to you know win back to back championships, um, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, we were ninety one, ninety two. 92 would have been my freshman year of high school. So, mm. yeah. I don't know why this page just doesn't like... My phone just doesn't like this page. Just that. The one that, the one that actually works the proper way. Yeah. You know. Gotta, like, force close your browser. It's weird. Uh, oh, here we go. 37 players have worn number two. Oh, wait. Eight... Uh, it's a meet up, like, all time. Never mind. Um, so, I'm sorry, but we do know, like I said, Jack Wilson, uh, Jim Morrison, uh, Pirates. There's a handful of others that were, like, some random, like, notable names that were there for, like, a year or two mm-hmm. at the most. In the meantime, though, all time, all time, uh, number twos. Moses Malone, 12-time All-Star in the NBA, 1983 world champion with the 76ers. Uh, and then, of course, Major League Baseball, your all-time number two is Derek Jeter. And then and hockey, your all-time number two is listed as Brian Leach. Brian Leach. Good. Which, solid, that's a solid choice. Good player. You know, but that's that was under the uh, all-time guys to wear that number. And isn't it, I think, now that all the Yankees' single-digit numbers are going to be retired? Yeah. Did they retire Jeter? I don't know. I, I don't know if they actually retired him yet or not, but he's, uh, you know, if he's not already retired, he will be soon. And they might they might be waiting for the next time the Marlins come to town. Yeah, since since he is uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be a Chris, involved in that ownership. That, that, group. that would be a Chris question. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
I'd rather just look it up, honestly. Right? Yeah, yeah. If you call him, you'll get a whole... You get a soliloquy out of that. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, just, I just had a question. Yes or no? It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's kind of retired, but he's not retired. It's like the Steelers, how they don't give out certain numbers. Yeah. But he's not officially retired. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yankee knowledge sometimes like forgets that we don't actually give a shit about the Yankees here. Mm-hmm. But uh, It's like, I just want to know, yes or no. Yes or no. That's all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, that's what Google's for. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... You know what, Matt? It's always fun, no matter who wins or loses. Especially, it, it, it sucks if, like, it was a Pittsburgh team that lost. I would love to see the Pirates in the World Series and losing the World Series better yeah. than what they are doing. But, um, you know, it's always great to watch the trophy presentations and oh, watch yeah. all the guys chill out and uh, ownership group and whatnot. Uh, it, it's always fun. Amanda's like, okay, you saw who won. I'm like, yeah, but the trophy presentation. She's like, this is like another 45 minutes of stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, you know... I like the way that the NFL does it with the, like, they didn't always do this, but recently they've started having the, um, you know, like the former Super Bowl MVPs, and they sort of form like a like a rope line almost, like a receiving line mm-hmm. for, for the trophy. That, that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, this baseball thing, like, they all just kind of, like, stand around and, you know, the guys in suits got to get, get, you know, out there with the trophy and their microphones and, uh. You know, right now these guys are just itching to get back into the clubhouse so they can start, start like, drinking, shooting, shooting each other with champagne corks. Um, you know, it's I, I guess it's a little more dignified to have the trophy presentation on the field. Yeah, um, but I, I kind of like you know. Means fact they won in a visiting stadium. Yeah, they won a bit, and I'm sure that there's. Oh God, ima- you know, imagine being imagine being the clubhouse attendant at this game tonight. Like, you know, you basically had like. Two innings to put the plastic sheets up in in the other clubhouse. See, what cracks me up is look at those stands. They're all empty for the most part. Yeah. I would stay and watch the trophy presentation and all that, especially when they do it on the field. I was at game six of the 2008 Stanley Cup Finals yeah. when the Red Wings won. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the cup hoisted in yeah. in Civic Arena on Pittsburgh, but it I mean, just wasn't the, the Pens who won it that year. You got to think, like, maybe, maybe people, like, you know, needed to get home. Um, the way I look at it, People started leaving like after the eighth inning. Mostly. Once they went up by like five, yeah. five to two. So, I mean, why? You paid that much money for a World Series you know, game seven ticket. Why not stick around? You know, if, if the Astros come back, the Astros it's going to be like a fantastic comeback. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I I don't leave games early. Neither do I. Um, I, I left too many games early as a kid because that's what my dad liked to do, mm. and I don't I don't blame him because when you've got like children in tow um, see i also grew up on the stadium side of the city than you did you guys had to cross like two and a half rivers and one tunnel to yeah. go home yeah I, my my dad just shot out the bottom side of manchester and went up through brighton heights and boom we were home, we were home yeah you know we didn't have to deal with any we didn't bullshit. have to deal with any traffic we didn't have to deal with any bullshit yeah. traffic and my yeah, we, dad always said we paid for the whole ticket for the whole game we're staying for the whole see, ticket in the whole game we we used to always park in the lot um on Allegheny Avenue. Yep. By you know, it's like I know right what you're like talking about. Like near the near the Taco Bell. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what like uh-huh. I know who owns it now. Okay, yeah, we always <clears throat> we always used to park there. I I remember a lot of times when it was fireworks night, we'd actually leave a little early so we could get back to the car and just like sit by the side of uh sixty five nice. and watch the fireworks from there. Mm-hmm. You know 
You might you might think it's like a myth about Pittsburgh that people pull over their cars on the highway to watch fireworks. No, nope. it's, it's it's, it's Pittsburgh. true. In Pittsburgh, it's not yeah. a myth. I've I've yeah. like made friends that way because like <laughs> I'm just sitting in a parking lot and like people pull up on the other side of the Jersey. I like here. on Fourth of July whenever they don't shut the bridges down. They have cops on bridges like keep the traffic moving, folks. Because mm-hmm. people stop on the bridge yeah. and just watch fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's talk about a team here in Pittsburgh that is in the playoffs and has a chance to potentially bring home another championship mm. to the city of Pittsburgh. And that would be the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. The Hounds won their first home playoff game uh, last Saturday. A huge 7-0 win over top of the Birmingham Legion. Nico Brett had four goals in a match. One was a penalty kick. So I don't... I mean, it still counts as four goals, but with a penalty, even if it was a penalty kick and he only had two other goals, would that still count as a hat trick? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he had the hat trick plus one. Yeah. Uh, other goals by Fisher, Dover, and Mertz. Uh, this was a complete domination of the Hounds across the stat lines. Um, this week, the Hounds have Louisville City coming into town for a 7 p.m. kickoff at Highmark Stadium this Saturday. The previous two matches with Louisville City, uh, the Hounds won 1-0. Um, uh, okay, so the previous two matches this, this season, the Hounds won 1-0 in Louisville, and here in Pittsburgh it was a, a nil-nil draw. Um, don't think uh, it can be called a rubber match because yeah, there wasn't a, lo- a win and a loss, so this right. really isn't technically a rubber match. But somebody's got to win. Somebody's so got to win. I mean, it This will is go for to, all the marbles. It will go to penalty kicks if need be. Um, let's see, where was I here? Uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, with Louisville uh, only being in the league for the last four years, they were incepted in 2015. Um, the uh, Hounds lead the series 2-0-6, oh, uh, even though Louisville has the last two championships and the last four appearances in the finals for the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Hounds have never beat Louisville in Pittsburgh, just at Slugger Field. Well, I think I think it's time to change all that. I do think it's time and to the, change And the way the Hounds are playing right now... Um, you, you've got to like their chances. Um, Saturday was a record crowd at Highmark. How many were total on that? Oh, uh, I, I don't know the exact number, but it, it exceeded the previous record by like 500 people, which, you know, when the stadium only seats five, 6,000, that's like basically like a 10% increase in attendance. So that's pretty good. I think there'll be standing room only yeah. this week. There's plenty of standing room. Yeah. Uh, and then also, um, the tailgate's going to start again at 4 o'clock. Okay. Um, We're getting into the uh, questionable tailgating weather portion of the year. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's not the Steelers season. Everybody tailgates no matter what. Yeah. Um, but it's soccer. And People, you know the soccer fans will be out. The soccer tailgate. fans will tailgate. Um, I just... You know, I'm I'm not sure what it's it's not going to be as nice. Like there is snow in the not too distant future. Maybe, maybe just like some. They flurries. said snow north of I-80 and in the Laurel Highlands. <laughs> okay, well, Saturday you're looking at a high of 50, and that's in the middle a of the low day. of 30. It's probably going to be around, you know, 35, 38, something like that for game time. Yeah, seven o'clock kickoff. Um, That'll be, yeah, maybe in the 40s. Yeah. And that is the new ZR1, by the way. Okay. That is the new ZR1. Uh, Steven Strasburg, by the way, if you're not watching, is going to is winning the uh, MVP of the World Series. Uh, I believe that's Strasburg. It just looks like him with that beard. Yeah, that's him. Uh, he gets he gets a cool little car. And he gets a uh, Corvette, the 2000 and, 2019 ZR1. Uh, 
for that. I, I saw him pull the car. I'm like, what car is that? I'm like, oh, this is the R1. Um, now, do they let him drive it off the field? I don't think so. That's too bad because that'd be awesome. I, if I, if yo, if you handed me the keys right there and said, "This is your car. Here you go," I would be tearing up. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, w- I would. I would not do that. I would. I would respect the uh, the uh, hosts who you know have provided the amenities for me to win a World Series. I would, but I would definitely like. Okay, first of all, I would I, be... never mind. If I won the World Series, I I would be like. Give me the keys, and then I would turn right around and give the keys to my wife, and I would sprint down to the locker room to start drinking. <laughs> I would I, I would want to go tear some shit up first, um, but that's just me because I've watched the uh, I've watched several videos on that car, and it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, look at it this way: you could tear up the grass with that car, and then sell it. And oh, yeah. use, use the proceeds to pay for whatever damage you did to the field. I mean, he has a nice contract. He could just probably reach in his pocket and be like, charge it. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I doubt he has his credit card on him like while he's playing. But he didn't pitch tonight, so... No, he, he pitched a hell of a game last night. Yes, we'll, he did. We'll talk about yes, that later on. But the Hounds this week, uh, Louisville City, um, you know... Uh, Do they have a nickname or are they just Louisville City? I think it's just Louisville City FC. That's boring. You know, don't have, don't have a nickname. I, you know, I I don't know. Well, they probably do. Matt Matt's got Google over here on his phone, so we can yeah, figure that Matt's out. Matt's got Google on his phone. Ooh. Uh, Apparently, Steve does not have Google. On only his phone. for one website. Other ones worked. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, yeah. So I like the Hounds' chances. I do. They're they're playing tough. They got hot at the right point in time. They ended up getting home field throughout. Home field helps, especially with the Hounds being undefeated at home this year. That's yeah. that's super key right there. Uh-huh. And again, we know that this this game is going to end. It's not going to end in a draw. They'll go to penalty kicks and so forth. Okay, so Louisville City nicknames: Lou City, Lou City, the Boys in Purple, the Boys in Purple. That sounds lame. Um, why are all the Why are all our rivals purple? Oh, look, they hand him the key. Okay, so he's got the key, but you know, he still might not be allowed to drive it. The Boys in Purple, yeah, that doesn't sound The cool. Boys in Purple and Los Morados, which I don't know what that means because I don't speak Spanish. So. Los Morados? Um, yeah. Got me on that one. I'm translating. Oh, purple. Morado means purple. Okay. So they're the purples. Okay. Which is very, like, uh, in keeping with soccer tradition. Like, Chelsea is the blues. You know, Liverpool is the reds. It's not... It's not like an official nickname. Like they don't have like a mascot, like Mister Red or Red Legs or whatever in Cincinnati. You know, and the hound, and the hounds are just the hounds. The, hounds, the river they're, hounds, because yeah. they're so, they were named in the appropriate American style right. of naming teams. All these other newer soccer teams that we have that that are they're trying, getting named in the European. They're style. trying to copy off the European style. Like I'm really glad that the River Hounds, you know, came into the league before that trend took off because it's kind of corny, honestly. You know, when, you, when you've got teams like Real Salt Lake, you know, like Royal Salt Lake, like, could you please explain to me, like, when was the last time that the area of Salt Lake City was ruled over by a monarch? Like, was it ever part of the Spanish Empire? I don't even think so. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just, it's just kind of goofy. Yeah, I can't believe this dude got his own commercial and his own t-shirt line out of that. Well, if he was, drink- if he was drinking anything other than Bud Lights, you know... If he had been the guy, the guy who took the ball in the chest, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, 
you know, he did, he had he's double fisting Bud Lights, and he doesn't want to drop one to try to catch the ball. He's not drinking out of a cup. He's drinking out of the bottle. If he had been drinking out of a cup, he could have caught the ball in the cup, right, and then chugged it, which is also a power move. But there wouldn't have been any sponsorship tie-in because it's just a plastic cup with beer in it, right? You know, because it was cans, you know, and it's Bud Light, and he's got that Bud Light endorsement. And I, I hope they at least paid him enough money to, like, you know, cover the cost of those two Bud Lights, which are probably, like, $30 in D.C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah. I mean, so, you know, you, you had that. That was that was a great World Series memory. And, uh, you know, he see, he seems like he's enjoying it. He got, he got to go to Houston. Right. For, for game six. So, also, folks, if you can't get down to Highmark Stadium, get a ticket for this game or whatever else. Uh, you can watch it on the CW. Excellent. Um, also on the uh, ESPN Plus, uh, it's available as well. Loved having it on the CW last week because when the Hounds went up like four goals, you know, could just like hit the flip button, go go check out what Penn State was doing, go check out what Notre Dame was doing. Didn't want to uh, check out. Didn't want to check it out too much. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later too. Uh, all right, folks, go Hounds. Uh, good luck this weekend. Take on Louisville City, uh, the Purples, Los Morados, Los Morados, and um, hopefully we got next week. We come back and talk about another winner, and they go to the finals. Yeah, um, well, Eastern Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals. Because this is next? the semis. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's go Hounds. Go Hounds. We got it. Uh, in the meantime, we're gonna move on to a little bit of PGA Tour. Uh, Matt's got to fill a beer, so I'll start here with this one. Uh, the PGA Tour is on their Asian swing. Uh, last week uh, was a historic tournament. Uh, Tiger uh, played in the Zozo Championship and led from wire to wire for the win. This was the 82nd all-time win on the tour for Tiger Woods. Uh, and it tied Sam Snead's all-time record of 82. So him and Sam Snead are tied. 82 apiece for the all-time wins. Tiger needs one more for 83 to take the... Uh, all-time lead completely in his own name. Um, Tiger held off local and hometown and country favorite Hideki Matsusama uh, at uh, Accordia Golf at uh, Nashashiro Country Club. It's uh, outside of Tokyo, about 30 miles southeast of downtown Tokyo. This week, the tour goes to um, Shishan Golf Club in Shanghai, China. Uh, not sure who is playing uh, in this complete tournament, uh, the website was being a dick. Ah, <laughs> unfortunately, that was this afternoon or yet last night. It was it would give me who's playing in a Bahama tournament in whatever league it was, but it wasn't let me see who was playing in um, the um, tournament that's coming up here in Shanghai. Don't you just hate that? I do. Let's see if it let me do it tonight. Oh, there it goes tonight. It lets me do it tonight. Um. You know, I was seeing somebody was tweeting on like Saturday, and this this golf tournament was like halfway around the world. It was because and I watched. It was great watching the tournament because it started at like nine o'clock at night, mm-hmm. and so like Tiger was teeing off at like almost midnight. Yeah, it was funny so... though because like I'm 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 reading tweets by a like a UK based um, soccer commentator who's also following the golf, and he's complaining about how he's like. Got to stay up so late to watch Tiger get 82. And I'm thinking, like, 82? That's not a good score. That's not a good score for Tiger. It's, I mean, it's a good score for me. That's not a good score for Tiger. But then I, you know, I realized, like, 
you know, after the tournament was over and they, they had the thing on Sports Center Sunday night about, you know, he, he like they had that big billboard. It was like a red and black right, right. billboard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So it's like, okay, I get it. I was I was not aware that that was on the table. I think there's so much there's so much talk about the majors record with Tiger that I didn't even realize he was that close to just the like tour wins like total. Um so so good uh, for him. Do you know why it's giving me a dick move right now? Because this tournament's on right now. Oh. Because it's that time of night. Um, mm. That's why I was being a pain in the ass. Well, if you if you would like to flip to that, we will I mean, we will here in a minute. Um, just make but, sure uh, we flip back for the champagne. Uh, quick, some quick names I did see lefty in here: Sergio Garcia, Jordan Spieth, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, Tony Finau, uh, CJ Kim, Tommy Fleetwood, Poulter. Yeah, and then it like cuts me off because. They're like playing and it's like moving around on me while I'm yeah, like okay. trying to scroll through it. Isn't there a way you can turn off like live scoring? I'm sure there is, but why do I want to screw with shit whenever right. I don't have to? Let's just watch it. Yeah, we just turned the golf tournament on. Now okay. we're gonna watch the golf tournament. Um, oh, it's so yeah. nice there. Yeah, there's Jordan Spieth right there in the back. Sunny, background. everybody's wearing short sleeves. Yeah, sunny short sleeve there in China. I mean, is 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 it considered su- it's summer in China right now? No, some it's still northern hemisphere. China's <laughs> China gets cold. Um, I mean, they held the Winter Olympics there, so I assume yeah. they or they held the. They did have the Winter Olympics. Was it winter? And they had the Summer Olympics. And they had the summer too. But the the Winter Olympics were more recently, and that was like, I don't know, like February. They they have the same winter as we do. Okay. Um, it's like doesn't look like fall there though. No, it doesn't. All the, it's I'm, all green and. Beautiful. I'm very interested in like what climate zone Shanghai is in. Um, Florida, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that might be it. You know. Uh, I, I wish I wish I, I wish I had one of those maps right now with like the latitude and longitude. Right, yeah. You, know? you can see exactly like where they're Why at. don't you have one of those, man? Those shits are cool. I know, right? <sighs> they are. <laughs> it's always easier to plot world domination when you've got a giant map. <laughs> it is. So congratulations to Tiger Woods on the eighty second win in his career tying Sam Sneed. Uh something tells me he's not gonna play again until the Bahamas. Uh and that's probably gonna be the Hero World Challenge or uh something else. Um, there's another tournament down there coming up too. Uh, in the meantime, though, we're going to talk a little bit of Pirates news and what news it is. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to go on a break. Uh, we should be able to knock this out pretty quick, I guess. Uh, the Pirates fired GM Neil Huntington the day before they introduced Travis Williams as president. If we didn't know from last week, we talked about Travis Williams was going to be hired. He was the former COO of the Penguins. And he was one of their money guys and yeah. figured shit out and whatnot. Um, so far, three people have been talked about um, for this uh, job. Let's see. Um, I have uh, first one uh, I have before I start uh, looking up the rest. Because I only wrote this one down because it, it kind of made me chuckle that it's one of your fellow men. Uh, <laughs> um Ex-Blue Jay, Tony LaCava, um, from Pittsburgh, Central Catholic High School, Pirates draft pick, 1983. So if he was drafted in 83, like, he might have been teammates with Marino, uh, unless, unless he played college for a couple years. Well, no, no, no. He, well, yeah, he was drafted. Well, keep in mind, baseball, you can get drafted right out of high school. Right, exactly. So if he was drafted in 83, like, that was Marino's... Rookie year? No, I, I guess no, no. I guess he wouldn't have because Marino went to college. Um, 
for football, of course. But um, I don't know. I never, I never heard of the guy, but it would be cool if we had a Central Catholic person, obviously. Like, I, I graduated with some people who are really good at stats. So, like, you know, maybe he could start filling his front office with, like, Central guys, kind of like Steve Zappala does with half the assistant district attorneys all went to Central. Um, so, yeah, like, Tony LaCava, never heard of him, but, you know, I'd like to hear more. Um, you know, last week when we were talking about this Pirates mess, like, I was really confused why they fired Coonley but didn't fire Huntington. And I was concerned that they were going to bring in a new president to have to work with the old GM and a new manager, and that if the new president decided that the old GM wasn't working out anymore, that they would have to wait a year to fire him, and then the new GM, of course, is going to want to bring in his own manager. So they really cleared up a lot of stuff on Monday. (laughs) And there was a very much anticipated... It was like, um, you know, it's like the great pumpkin almost, Steve. I'm in in the spirit of the season right now. And, like, when Bob Nutting says, like, he's going to, like, talk to media, you know, it's kind of like, wow, really? Like, that's, that's big. Because, like, everybody just, I mean, he obviously, he has to hear some of the stuff that people say about him constantly. Um, You know, when fire nutting is trending on Twitter, like, I'm sure it gets back to him one way or another. Um, So, you know, like, when he says, I'm going to give a press conference on a Monday, you know, it's it's like a big deal. It's like, hey, man, like, I haven't even, you know... Monday's not a press conference day. Tuesday's a press conference day. Everyone knows that. Like, Mike Tomlin, you know, Pat Narduzzi, whoever West Virginia's coach is these days. Like, Tuesday press conference. Yeah, Tuesday's a Monday. Monday is uh, film day. Monday's film day. Well, Nutting Nutting was like, I'm not going to watch film. This team sucks. (laughs) We'll just do the press conference on Monday. So he comes in, and, you know, he basically, was it at the press conference that he said, like, yo, we fired Huntington? Pretty much, yeah. And and Williams is now coming in to... And I guess, like, the hitch was that Coonley didn't want to fire Huntington. So they fired Coonley and replaced him with somebody who would. You know, it's obviously a lot easier to fire somebody who you've never worked with or probably never even met. Um, so now there, there's a new president, and maybe he's going to figure out how to squeeze more bang out of the limited bucks that Nutting wants to spend. Um, and... You know, uh, they're, they're probably going to pick a GM first before they yeah, hire a manager. Definitely. Former Orioles GM Dan uh, Duquette is on the list as well. Um, and then there was another guy, uh, Brian Graham? Yeah, Brian Graham is okay. also. So those are like the three names on the list. You know, I I, I, I know nothing about any of these guys. Um I figure you could probably find out more about Tony LaCava than you, you can go to your like central Catholic like database and like find shit. Here's no such thing. Well, no, there is. Okay, so <laughs> don't tell me. I don't have access to it. I don't know how they do it, but like they find people when people move. Like I've I've moved like six, half a dozen six, times six since times, I graduated. Six times, and you get a letter and every month. Every get, year I always now. get invitations hey. to the Viking Victory auction, and right. I always get annual fund, yeah, you know, solicitations, and, you know, and, and get, I get the Quadrangle magazine. I mean, they you they, know, they find a way uh, to find al- you. alumni night stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah they they they'll find you. They, like, you see, know. this is this is funny. Okay, so the the development office is like who's responsible for hitting up alumni for money. And they, they have the updated database where they're always finding me. But but I guess a different office 
it's the alumni office that handles reunions. So, like, my reunion committee, like, never sent me a hard copy invitation. And it's really not necessary because we're all on Facebook anyway. Right. You know, so I I was able to interact with the people who were planning the, the reunion events, like, just fine. But, like, at the end, like, when they were, like, it's, like, last call for RSVPs. We aren't getting that many cards. What's up, you guys? And I'm like, I never got one. Like, how does the alumni office not have my address? Like, do they not talk? To the development office. I mean, it's it's kind of a shame. It is, uh, you know. And, and you were fortunate enough to go to one of those schools that actually cares and what happens to you in the rest of your life. Where I went to one of those schools, like you graduated, you guys figure it out. Um, in the meantime, though, did you get to see anything? Uh, Tim Ben's interview with um, Bob Nutting. No. So Tim Ben's interview Bob Nutting on I, television or on the radio. Um, Video clips came out on okay. the news, okay. but it was more of a written article. Mm. Uh, but some video clips came out on the news. Um, nothing said that he uh, has no plans on selling the team and was making the moves he did to enhance the organization and enhance the overall um, betterment of the team and the city. Believe that or not, whatever you want to do. Don't have a choice. Uh, we, can't, we can't change it, you know? If he's not going to sell the team, we basically yeah. just have to, you know, take our medicine, whether it's, like, delicious triaminic or disgusting Robitussin. So, Tim Benz isn't the only one to have interviewed Bob Nutting. Uh, of all the interviews I have seen, he still hasn't said anything about spending and such. Though, Travis Williams talked about spending. Um, and how it starts from the bottom up, compared the Pirates to teams alike, the Brewers, A's, Royals, and Indians and such. Um... That and then he also compared them to the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Astros. Uh, and spending is from within and building draft picks and building your team that way, building your farm system and so forth. Uh, he talked about uh, and and he uh, you know said you know these like the 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 A's the Yankees all these teams whether they're high dollar payrolls or low dollar payrolls or money ball teams, you know, the Indians don't have that high of a payroll. I mean, no. they're higher than the Pirates. Right. Um, the Royals don't have that high of a payroll. They won a World Series a couple of years ago. Yeah, and Neil Huntington came from the Indians. So right. the, the point of Neil Huntington was that he was going to be able to, like, squeeze value right. out of what the Pirates were able to develop. So, so what they're doing is... And he ended up is, trading a lot of good prospects for guys like Chris Archer. He did. So uh, but that so So they, they were... So they're spending... So what... He's saying is spending the money in the development programs is what's going to, you know, just because they don't spend a hundred million or a hundred and fifty million on the pirates proper, they might have two hundred million in the works in the development system. Now, yeah. here's my question: Is neither one of them talked about what happens when a player performs well and deserves a hundred million dollar contract and paying them? Right. You mean like Garrett Cole? Okay. Yeah. Garrett Cole's an example. Because that's a guy that they, like, you, you can't they just... They fucking lowballed fucking McCutcheon when he was here. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you can you can rely on developing talent within to an extent. Right, but you But unless you can develop 25 guys who are all, like, roughly the same age to all, like, reach their peak at the same time... Right. You're not going to win anything with those players. You're going to no. you're gonna have to either go outside the organization for some, like, free agent talent, Plug and play. Or, or, or you're going to have, like... Your players who are attractive on the free agent market, 
and have you be the one to resign them instead you know, of them going somewhere else. The Pirates' three-year window that they had where they made the wild card game and then made a playoff series after being the Reds in a wild card game, yeah. that was their window to go ahead and look at these guys. And it, and now, granted, not all of them were the same age. McCutcheon was older. Garrett Cole was a rookie. You had A.J. Burnett, you know, was towards the end of his career. Yeah. You know, so you didn't have... You had a, still a nice core group of four or five guys mm-hmm. that are in the... 23 to 26 year old range or younger at that, you know, we'll call it 22 to 26 range. And then you had some guys that were in the 26 to 30. And then you had the guy, and then you had guys like uh, Burnett that was over 30. Yeah. You know, Burnett, yeah. <coughs> if you would said, hey, pitch another, we'll give you 10 million a year. Come on, just do it. You're, mm-hmm. he, and he would have been cool with that. Yeah. Well, um, at his age, yes, he yeah, would have. You know, uh, the Pirates, I mean, he made 11 million a year the last three years he was in the league. Yeah. His last year, the Pirates, he resi- he signed back with the Pirates for that one year after coming back from the Phillies for ten million. Right, and the Pirates got some help with that. Mm. With that, those paychecks were not. No, they got help on the Yankees when he came from the Yankees. I, I think Philly was no, 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 no. He was unrestricted free agent when he left the Phillies, and he came back to the Pirates for one year, and they gave him ten million. Um, but that was also the last year that we made the wild card. Yeah. Um, but no, they got help when he came from the Yankees. Uh, but in the meantime, though. You know, you you develop the talent, and you got to pay the talent to stay. Yeah. Now, honestly, Cole, when his time would have came up with the contract, you know, to be an unrestricted free agent or even go to arbitration, I think we would have lost on arbitration. And also, I think the Pirates would have lost on arbitration. And also, being an unrestricted free agent, they weren't going to throw the money at him. That he's a, a Cole's an unrestricted free agent this year because yeah. the Pirates traded him with. Was it two or three years left on his deal? Because he won the World Series the first year down there, right? Yeah. So, was he down there the first year the, the Astros won the World Series? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, so he's, he's got his ring and he's, he's got about to get a, his Cy Young. He's got a ring. He's about to probably get his Cy Young this year. But he's an unrestricted free agent. But here's the deal with Cole. And this is something that the new GM needs to focus on and fix. Cole never maxed out his potential here with the Pirates because of the way this organization handles pitchers. And, well, we're going to have a new pitching coach. And he was maybe a little more... Maybe some people considered him expendable because, like, he, it almost looked like he was a bust. Remember that not-an-ace conversation? Right. I'll admit I was one of those people, you know? He seemed like he got rattled too easily, like, if he, you know, gave up a home run early. Um, he's, he still has... I mean, he gave up some home runs in some of his postseason starts this year. He did. And, but he was and he out stayed And he stayed in the game and, you know, righted the ship and, and let that scary, scary offense that Houston has, you know, they, they can easily claw back one or two runs. Um, the difference with Cole this year, though, like, it's like he's he's throwing more fastballs and he's trying to get strikeouts. And that was something that was emphasized by the, the coaching staff. Okay, that's not that's not like his like training. It's not it's not like he didn't know. It's not like Houston taught him how to strike guys out. Like it's just that they encouraged him to strike guys out whereas the Pirates him wanted him to throw to contact. Right. Uh while we're here, we're already over time for a rate. Might as well just finish up with the World Series. Um for the first segment and then come back into straight to football and shit. Yeah. Um You know you love football. We do. Uh World Series, uh Astros swept in DC. Um, it got them back in. They went to D.C. down two games to none. They swept in D.C. 
uh, with some boobs in Game 5. There were some boobs. There were some boobs. There was two girls that were part of um, uh, a, a one of the porn websites, the one girl's part owner of it. Oh, you know the story of that. And um, Okay, I didn't I didn't yeah. get any background. Surprisingly, and, Joe Buck was not like coming coming out with that information during the match. <laughs> uh, um I I can't remember the name of the website that it is right now. It's it's something kooky. I actually <laughs> followed the girl on Twitter. Okay. On my personal Twitter. Okay. Um just just because uh, <laughs> just because. <laughs> and um needless to say those two young ladies are banned from every MLB stadium for the rest of their lives. Did they get kicked out of the game? Though? They got kicked out of the game. Somebody actually come like take yeah. them away. Uh, yeah, the security came down, pulled them, and they 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 actually um, they, they they went on Twitter. She posted a video. They were live, like in the back room, like, "Hey, we're getting kicked out of the game. This <laughs> is what happened. We're doing this uh, to raise uh, raise awareness to uh, breast cancer, and they're mm-hmm. going to kick us out of the game." Then she like posted the letter. From Major League Baseball, it says you're now banned from life from every MLB stadium. Da da da. da. I mean, the girls, uh, I, uh, they're on Instagram and Twitter. Like it's their job because basically that is their job, really. But they didn't um, bet on baseball. They didn't bet on. So baseball. How, why are you going to ban them? I know, right? You know. Uh, but uh, here, no, there they are. So um, I have a screenshot of the boobs on TV. Is it really um, in baseball's best interest to be telling people that they can't go to games? You know, what's funny is people's like, you know, you got some fat guy, fat hairy guys sitting out in the outfield on a July fifth game with their shirts off the whole game. Mm-hmm. What the hell is up with some girls showing their boobs? I'm like, well, the girls showed their boobs right behind home plate, three rows behind home plate on national TV and World Series Game Five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a family show. Yeah, right. It's, it's supposed to be a family show. Right. Anyway. They don't ever. The TV never shows the big old fat hairy guy sitting in right field with his binoculars, eating nachos and drinking mm-hmm. a beer on TV. Yeah, when when Skinamax <laughs> gets the rights to the World Series, then maybe things will be different. But... Uh, game six, the Nats look solid with Strasburg on the hill, um, uh, just like the Strohs look solid with Coltrane on the hill in Game five. Um, Cole, like those girls, flash Cole. Mm. They didn't even flinch. <laughs> they, did not, they, they did not disrupt the Coltrane whatsoever. He's from California. He's like, I've seen better. Uh, game six was quite interesting. Manager Dave Martinez uh, had to be held back on the field. How about and that? Being, inject, uh, being ejected due to an interference call. He's the first manager uh, ejected in the World Series since Bobby Cox in 1992. Um, the uh, home team has lost all their games until tonight, which is game seven. Uh you know, actually, no. The home team has lost all their games. Yeah. Shit, it's never yeah. happened. It's never happened that the home team's lost all their games. Shit, um, and it's game seven was tonight. Matt and I uh, were both working. I didn't get to watch the majority of the game. I got to watch the ninth, uh, the bottom of the ninth inning. Matt, you got to watch what the top of the ninth. And I then... watched all of it. You watched all the game. Yeah. Oh, cool. Except for except for like the the inning where the Nats, you know, reversed it from being down a run to like up. That's right. You runs. you can type and still watch other shit at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got I, it. I got it on in my room. I would be um, uh, I would be a little like. Uh... But as soon as I get a break where I'm allowed to like leave the room and go get a snack, like I go get a snack. Right. I, I couldn't wait for the inning break. I was hungry. But I, I I do and I love the MLB app because I'm a big fan of listening to like the the home team and you know like the the local announcers. So I I listened to like the Washington Nationals announcers call that home run. It was pretty exciting. Um, and it was a good snack, so I, don't, I regret nothing. You know, now now Cole's probably going to end up being the, the AL Cy Young winner. Yeah. Uh, I don't see anybody else coming out better than him. Uh, 
you know, like we just talked, he is an unrestricted free agent this year. We'll see where he end up either stays in Houston, um, goes to the Yankees. Somebody's like, I was like, look, I was like, if he's gonna go any, as like, if he's gonna go anywhere for a less money deal, he'd probably go out to the West Coast, out to San Francisco. He's from California. His brother-in-law plays for the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not saying the Giants would be a good spot for him, but um, you know, if he stays in the AL, he doesn't have to bat. But we know with Colby in here. Um, he likes batting. He actually had a, he was pretty good hitter. His first game as a rookie, he, he, he helped himself out slapping a double. I mean, you know, uh, congratulations to the Nats. That's their, uh, organization's first world series. Uh, it's the first world series in DC. Um, again, DC had the senators leave twice. And then the Expos became the Nationals back in 2005. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Um, sorry, Mr. Bryce Harper. Yeah. That's your own decision. Um, yeah. But hey, whatever. Who's to say if Bryce Harper was on that team that they would have went to the World Series anyway? Could have been completely different chemistry. Yep. Um, they couldn't have made the moves they did. They freed up a lot of money not having Bryce Harper. Mm. You know. I mean, I mean, Soto had a great series. Soto, Soto had a great postseason. Soto turned he 21. Plays, he in, plays the position that Bryce Harper was playing. He does. So. He's playing center field. And um, Soto turned 21 in game four. Yeah. Was his 21st birthday. Yeah, so he's now actually old enough to drink the champagne. Yeah. As opposed to the last two times that they had a celebration. where That he wasn't legally allowed know. to drink the champagne. It's my, it's my understanding that since D.C. is not actually a state... That, that doesn't apply. No, I know that's not true. I know that's not true. I just wanted to see your face. I just wanted to see the look on your face, like, as, as a former D.C. bartender. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> All right, folks. We're gonna Taxation go ahead. without representation. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back with these few messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media that host our podcast, as well as several other great podcasts, like uh, Wrestle Mayhem, uh, Awesome Cast, Fishing Without Bait, and several others. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for our second segment here at Bold Sports, episode 102. I know that first segment was a long one, but uh, we got through it. Uh, and now Matt and I switch over and we're watching the uh, celebrations in the locker room of the Washington Nationals. We got uh, a guy wearing an NC State water polo. <laughs> helmet it looks like yeah um not sure who that is uh but these guys are holding the trophy up over top of their heads and guys are pouring beers over top of it letting it sprawl all over them like it, they're trying to drink out like the stanley cup that's not how this works that's not yeah, how any of this for works. those of you who've never seen the baseball trophy it's like it's not a cup it's like a flat base with like the flag 30 flags like one flag representing each team in the majors um yeah in between the flagpoles there is empty space which I don't know if you've noticed, but empty space is not really great at holding liquids. No. Um, if you guys want to, go down to the Pirates office. You can go see all those World Series trophies. There's yeah. five of them down there. Yeah, it's not like the Stanley Cup in that, one, you don't drink out of it. You and drink two, out of the Stanley Cup. No, it's unlike the Stanley oh, oh, Cup. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You, you do not drink out of the baseball trophy, and you um, you get to keep it. Yeah. You know? So it it, stay, it stays. You get so the, the the players get a miniature version of Stanley Cup with their name mm. and everything on it, and then the organization gets a bigger miniature version of the Stanley Cup um, that they keep in the offices. 
But the World Series trophy <laughs> is the World Series trophy, and they make a new one every year. And they get to, each organization gets to keep it. Like I said, if you want to go see this, the uh, World Series trophies, get on the Pirates office, walk in, and they're there. I just um, thought of a bonus segment we could do about, like, other drugs that you could do out of the various trophies. <laughs> and on that note, um, we're going to go ahead and talk like, about... Like, I bet you could crush things real good with the Vince Lombardi trophy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you could. <laughs> and it has a nice... They have 90 degree angles on it. Mm-hmm. You can line it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> After you've crushed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In the meantime, folks, NCAA, I want to give a big shout-out here, Matt, to the Pitt women's volleyball team is ranked number two in the nation. Yes. Um, congratulations, Pitt women's volleyball. Uh, they've been kicking ass and taking names all year. Uh, they moved up to the number two position uh, ranking in the country. Uh, go uh, Lady Panthers volleyball. I really enjoy watching volleyball. Mm-hmm. Every Olympics, it's always one of my favorite events. Not just the beach volleyball, like oh. the the indoor volleyball with with like you know the like the six on six or whatever it is seven on seven. I mean it, that shit's really fast and just oh it is it's it's like really awesome to watch. And I'm really glad that like you know like we've talked about before this ACC business is really benefiting the smaller all sports. the like non revenue sports. Yeah, yeah, it's benefiting the women's softball, women's volleyball. Um, both soccer teams both have soccer had teams, big wins this past uh, weekend. Men's baseball, yeah, uh, has benefited from it. Um, which cracks me up is the ACC for baseball, mostly Southern schools where they yeah. play baseball year round. Yeah, but Pitt men um, baseball has been doing real well. Yeah, in there and the women's softball, same same take there. Um, soccer, the women's soccer and the men's soccer has been doing mm-hmm. well. Um, wrestling, pit wrestling, always been good. Um, yeah. but they've been doing a lot better. So they've been the ACC. It just seems that the, um, money drawing sports, football, men's basketball, women's basketball haven't been doing so well. No. Um, but I mean, you know, basketball, I think like they improved. They certainly were better last year than they were the year before. Um, football, you know, they're decent. They're not, they're not the worst they've been. Um, you know, they just, every year they find a way to just blow a really important game. Well, thanks for that, for a segue, because <laughs> Pitt football took a big loss. It wasn't and, a segue, I was just complaining. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it worked out. You took uh, it and ran with it. Right? <laughs> uh, Pitt took a big loss, uh, to the Canes last Saturday in a crappy weather game, 16-12. to Pitt didn't get, uh, in the end zone at all during the game, and uh, was relegated to four field goals. One 54-yarder, by the way. Uh, well, I'll compare that later. Um, Miami uh, got the end zone twice, had one field goal, missed a two-point conversion uh, with less than two minutes in the fourth uh, after the go-ahead TD, um, which then Pitt had the ball and couldn't do shit with, went four and out yeah. on that. Uh, it was a sloppy game from the get-go, not only of the weather, uh, but Pitt's play on the field as well. The, the offense, weather was just gross. The offense wasn't clicking by all means. Um, the D was pretty solid. They they were. I mean, to hold Miami... Now, Miami's not a great team, but you held Miami to 16 points. Okay? More importantly, um, they, they held them to, like, what? Nine to, points before that, that last... To, yeah. You know? They held nine points until that last touchdown. You got them right where you want them. You had them right where any, you want them. Any, I don't care who it is. Any Division One team... If you can hold them to nine points through like 
three and a half quarters. The only problem that they like, was they not gave the up, defense's fault. They gave up the splash play. Yeah, they gave up a big play on a key drive. Um, if you only watched that one drive, like I did, uh, then you, then you <laughs> then might you're be, like, fuck this defense. Then you might be tempted to say the defense ruined it. Right. But, like, use your brain and look at the score, like, quarter by quarter. And, yeah, like, in college football especially, you know, like... When when we've got games against Duke where they like you know score 130 points combined, and there's that game against Syracuse where they put up like oh. over 150 points combined. Dude, that was a basketball you know, like, score. A lot of these ACC football games turn into track meets. The fact that this game, like you know, the, the pit was even in it, four field goals, and they still were like considered in it until the very end. Like that's not on the defense. That's on the offense. That is completely on the offense. And didn't they like? Didn't they kick a field goal from the one yard line? When, wasn't one of their field goals like no in a situation where they should have gone for it? No, that was the Penn State game. Okay, he hasn't made that decision. People are still people are still upset about that. Yeah, because I saw tweets on Saturday afternoon about just that scenario. Um, that could have been an albatross. That's yeah. eighteen inches away from an albatross, right there. Man, uh, <laughs> enlighten us, Steve. What's an albatross? Uh, a two on a part five. Okay. Yes. So like a super eagle. Yeah. Super okay. yeah, super eagle. Big big bird. Big big bird. Yeah, that is a big bird. <laughs> you picked a good bird. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh next week Pitt heads to um south of Atlanta to take on Georgia Tech. Um for a four PM kickoff. Uh Georgia Tech, Pitt has pretty much owned them the last few meetings. Mm-hmm. Um do I I went to a Georgia Tech game here in Pittsburgh two years ago. I went to the Pitt-Georgia Tech game. Um, so Pitt won that one pretty large. Uh, they beat Georgia Tech down in Atlanta. I do not believe Georgia Tech plays in the Atlanta Dome. I don't believe No, it. they have their stadium. They have their own stadium on, on campus. campus. Yeah. Oh, um, I forget what it's called. Yeah. but um, It's a nice little stadium, though. Yeah. So, so Good on-campus stadium. Hmm. wonder what that would be like. So they have that going for them. So Pitt's going to go and play Georgia Tech. But you know what? What's fucked up, though, is in the Coastal Conference in the ACC, Pitt is still in it for some fucked up reason. I mean, they need some help. They do to win the Coastal Conference. But they're still in it. Uh, don't count them out. Uh, the, and, again, I, I made the tweet after Pitt's loss of, like, thanks, Andrew Filipponi. Uh, for the kiss of death, saying yeah, it's really, two it's... two weeks ago that there's no reason Pitt shouldn't go undefeated the rest of the year. Fuck off. That's the kiss of death right there, especially from that guy. It's not a jinx. It's just, he. I think he just says a lot of things that are kind of like I don't. I I just think he he's like walking on the edge of probability when he makes these predictions. And I don't hate Andrew Filipponi. I actually like him. I like his takes on stuff. I like listening to his radio show. I think he enjoys. Um, I think he enjoys trolling us. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think he likes to say things like, you know, the, the Steelers are going to beat the Dolphins by two touchdowns, guarantee. You know, it's like stop. <laughs> you know. Um, okay, so the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech play in Bobby Dodd Stadium. Okay, it is on campus in Atlanta. And it's it's a nice little stadium. It's a, you know, be great if Pitt had a stadium that size, but there's just there's nowhere to put it. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe Georgia Tech had a similar problem and they just solved it because they're an engineering school. <laughs> um, Pitt not really known for its engineering so much. Um, no, but the school next door is. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the day. Contract those guys to yeah, see if right. they can build you a stadium on that six inches of grass that's inside. It's in Oakland right a now. A shared stadium between Pitt football and Central Catholic football. <laughs> I was thinking CMU, but <laughs> no, CMU already has a good stadium. Yeah, it's true. They, they got. They got. Trust me, dude. Like this, of all the stadiums that Central uses as their like unofficial home, like CMU is one of the more spacious ones. Um, like they, they got that big grandstand is bigger than Central ever playing the bluff. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and it's like I've been to games against freaking Connellsville <laughs> where I felt claustrophobic because it's just like not that big. <laughs> Connellsville's big too. Uh, they they don't travel that well though. No. That's a, that's a long that's a hike. So uh, WVU two weeks ago um, got shelled by Oklahoma. I don't know if we covered this on the last podcast. I can't remember because WVU had a bye week last week. Yeah, two weeks ago uh, Oklahoma fifty two fourteen. Not 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 much to talk about here. West Virginia is on a down year. Um, doesn't help that Oklahoma lost to K State this past week. Uh, to add insult to the How injury. How about that? That was a great yeah. game. If you didn't see the OK State, or sorry, the Oklahoma and K State game, uh, K State was blowing them the fuck out at halftime. Like you always check forty one scores. I... Forty one to, I think it was forty one twenty one. Yeah, at the half. Well, they got that upset alert on yeah. the ticker. That's that's what yeah. that's what I was watching something else. Yeah, and they're like upset alert, and you know. Yeah, That's I get, another I, undefeated team that just dropped. Yeah, they did. So they're probably going to be out. Um, so the Ears uh, head to Baylor, which is number 12 this week uh, after their bye week that was last weekend. Um, good luck, Ears, uh, maybe. And um, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, Penn State played Michigan State in Lansing uh, last week and came away with the win 28-7. to uh, PSU has been rolling all season and have a uh, bit of a test this week going to Minneapolis to take on the number 13 Golden Gophers. Uh, Big Ten football, um, their ranked team, you know, uh, Penn State, uh, they've played their ranked teams this year. I mean, yeah. they, they, they played Michigan, was ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, is, that, is that all they played that was ranked? Michigan, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, Penn State's really not... <laughs> If it comes down to a tie to get into the Final Four, if you look at record and who you played ranked, they played Michigan so far. Yeah. It was ranked. Um, and then now they play Minneapolis, uh, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota in Minneapolis. So and the that, Gophers are uh, kind of a surprise team this year. They are a surprise team to um, be number 13. Have to point out the local connection. I don't know if you're aware of the local connection with the Gophers. Who do we got up there? Their defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi. Um, Central Rob, Catholic grad. Is he Rob? Is he Rob Rossi's brother? No, no. Okay. No. He's he's not related to Rob Rossi. He's, um, he used to coach my brother in Pop Warner ball. Oh, okay. And he graduated from Central, and then he went on and played at Allegheny College. So he and I went to same high school and college together. Um, he's you know he's he's moved around. He was he was coaching at Rutgers for a while. Um, that's a pretty bad team. So you know. They fire their coaches a lot there, but he, uh, you know, he caught on with with Minnesota, and he's their defensive coordinator, and they're they're pretty good defense. So I'm kind of I'm kind of I have a soft spot for the Gophers now because you know a little local connection, a little local so connection. I mean, you know? And the guy coached your brother, yeah, and Pop Warner. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh, I don't know if y'all probably heard my little ESPN alert go up says uh, trending 
The Nats set social media uh, off. Capitals are celebrating. Um, Anthony Rendon wants bourbon and Max Scherzer. <laughs> once bourbon and Max Scherzer can't hold back tears. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anthony Rendon, good job. Go get you some bourbon. Go get some bourbon. Uh, come to the house. I got some for you. I'll pour. I'll pour one. If you can get here before Matt and I leave, I'm sure they have bourbon in Texas. I don't uh, think he needs to. Me. I don't think he needs to come here. <laughs> you know, but it'd be cool if he came here and pour him some bourbon. I Whatever. guess. I mean, Amanda wouldn't probably be too happy. Yeah, minor details. <laughs> Hey, babe, by the way, we're having the Washington Nationals stop by tonight. They're yeah. going to have a podcast. By the yeah. way, we're podcasting for 17 hours. When I come to bed, I'm going to be drunk, and I might have someone with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, but... <laughs> I don't know. Whoever gets to sleep with the trophy tonight. Uh, and then Matt... Getting a little snug. Matt, Matt, Matt touched on this a little earlier. Uh, the Irish went to the big house in a crappy weather game. And took a whooping. 45-14. It was a bad game. All over for the Irish. The offense couldn't get anything going. No one gained over 40. No individual player on the Irish gained over 42 yards. Uh, Notre Dame tried spreading the ball around like normal. But that didn't work out at all. The D looked like they were just stuck in the mud the whole game. And um, they had. see. And they had two sacks. And turnover and and two turnovers, and there was just too much other sports ah, on. Man, I did not watch much of that game because like between so, between uh, baseball, soccer, yeah. and Penn State, Michigan, like I just so Saturday. Oh, sorry, not Penn State, Michigan, Penn, Penn State, Michigan, uh, State, Michigan State. So so Saturday, I had a family function. My aunt, um, one who's been there pretty much my whole life, mm. and you know, spent a lot of time at my aunt and uncle's house. She turned sixty. Okay, um, so my cousins. We're like smart mm-hmm. and like called Amanda and I while we were on vacation actually down the okay. beach and said, Hey, um, we need your address. I'm like, Okay, what do you need my address for? Like, they text me, like, We need your address. I'm like, what do you need my address for? So we can come over and play with Stella while you're I'm gone. like, I'm like, What do you need my address for? But here it is. And they're like, Okay, I'm like, No, seriously, what do you need my address for? Like, Well, we're going to send you something. I'm like, What the fuck are you sending me? Like, you live. Not far away. Mm-hmm. What are you sending me? They're like, oh well, uh, we're holding a surprise party for for my mom. I'm like, cool. Tell me the date so I can request off for it. They're yeah. like, oh well, oh yeah. Here's the date. I'm like, cool. Send the invitation. Cool, but just tell me the date. Like, so oh, man and I are sitting on the beach. And we both like on our phone apps like request off. Boom, yeah. done. Awesome. I'm like, thanks for telling me like two months in advance because that's great. Uh, because they know that I need that much time to make sure I'm off work. Um, but yeah, so Saturday. We're at my family function, my aunt's birthday. It was a great birthday party, by the way. Uh, happy uh, 60th birthday to my aunt Susan Dawn, who I know you probably don't listen, but hopefully you will. Yeah. And um, so I stepped outside to go like smoke a cigarette at the venue we were at, which was Pizza Roma out in North Hills. And they have a little private back room in the back. Mm-hmm. So I stepped outside to smoke a cigarette, and you're in this little like little corridor between like the main restaurant and bar and then the takeout area and then the mm-hmm. private room. So I could like watch like four TVs in the windows when I went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I'm like, "Oh, this game sucks. Oh, that game's great. Oh, Notre Dame's getting killed." I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" And I went back inside, and they're like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "I'm gonna go smoke." My dad's like, "You smoke like five cigarettes." He goes, "He goes, do we need to talk?" He goes, "I thought you said you're gonna quit before I did." I'm like, "I still got a year and a half. Chill." <laughs> uh, I told my dad I'd quit smoking before he did. Okay. My dad quit smoking when he was 42. Okay. So I got a year and a half. Mm. Um, good luck, but I'm like, 
And so I got, and, and then Amanda comes out and she's like, well, I'll come out with you. And like, she like, will like take like two hits of my cigarette mm. whenever she's in the mood. Yeah. And she's like, now I see why you're coming out here. You can stand mm-hmm. outside here and you got four TVs to look at and four different games going yeah. on. I'm like, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh, the Notre Dame game was really, really, really disheartening. Um, but then again, if you watch Notre Dame all season, um, they haven't been blowing people out. No. The people they have been blown out, they blow out, what, New Mexico State? Yeah. But it's New Mexico and, State. And uh, Bowling Green. Okay, and Bowling Green. They should have blown them out. Everybody else they played against was, you know, barely a win or had to come back for a win or something like that. They, 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 they're very, they're not very, you know, just put the foot on the gas and go type team this year against teams that matter. I mean, you know, they lost to Georgia. Now, when they lost to Georgia, they were in that game all the way until the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, mm. you know, and then, and then Georgia kind of blew it open. No wait, no. Did they? Bet Georgia barely won that game, right? Is that a no, it was. It was like that's like six weeks. They ago they now. broke open like a, you know, like double digit lead, in like the second half. But Notre Dame did make it closer. Right. Um, I I checked out, and then when I saw the final, I was like, oh, they they kind of made it interesting. Right. Um. So it was a close game, but not as close as maybe the score might have led on, is what I would say. Yeah, I'll go with that. So Notre Dame's got two losses, so they're not going to the playoffs. No, they're not going to go to the playoffs. There's really whatsoever. no point to even follow them anymore. No, nah, there's still a point to follow them because I'm a fan. Well, but there's no, there's no worries of like, who are they playing this week, and is it really meaningful? Because honestly, at this point now, it's not meaningful. They're going to get a bowl game. They're going to get a bowl game because Notre Dame. Because all you have to do is go six and six to get a bowl game. Yeah, and that's all there is to it. And Notre Dame will finish with a positive record. And they'll probably get somewhat of a decent bowl. It might even be one of those... They'll get a bowl that's between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. They're not going to get a New Year's... They they might get a New Year's Day bowl? I don't know. Um, I, I, I see them more along those lines of that, like, weekend before New Year's. I don't know when Christmas falls this year. But they'll, they'll be closer to a New Year's bowl than it will be a Christmas bowl. But we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, though, uh, Matt, you've been watching some of the Penguins? Yeah. A little bit here and there. Did you see last night's game? No. Oh, you missed a hell of a game. Yeah. You missed a hell of a game. I know they crushed the Flyers. <clears throat> they fucked the Flyers up, which is great. Um, and then, um, so Penguins, since last week's podcast, uh, the Pens had a win on the road in Dallas, the 3-0 uh, over the Stars with goals from Rust, Kuhn, and Tanev. All goals came in the third period with 10 minutes or less left in the game, mm. which was a beautiful thing. That was also um, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Another another thing to uh, watch on Saturday. Yeah, another thing to watch on Saturday. It was just too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Steve's like... You know, chain smoking out here, and you can't even you can't even watch everything that's on. I know. It's like, wait, you got somebody called? Where's the Pez game? You got all college football on? Yeah, uh, but that's, no. that's rare, really, for a bar in Pittsburgh to I, not have at least one TV on the Pens game. Well, I only saw four TVs. They had like twenty in the building, so I'm sure there. Was, oh yeah, around yeah. some corner, around some yeah, right. Um, last night, the Pens had the Philadelphia Flyers in town and handled them seven to one. Um, 
you know, with goals. Um, shit. You know, I, I put this little thing in my notes, and I should probably read ahead before I just say, hey, you know. Uh, it's called being prepared. Yeah, it is called being prepared. I put it in notes and said, hey, you know, check this out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, pull the game. Um, well, it seems to me like they're scoring a lot of goals right now. So which is good. That is good. Uh, goals. You had Sidney Crosby, Kuhn, Simone, Aston Reese, Gensel, uh, McCann, and Schultz all had goals in that game. If you want to start talking assists and points total, we'll have to figure that out in a mathematical equation because we know how hockey loves to just hand out points for the first and second assist yeah. on there. Um, it was a complete game for the most part, except for the power play. The power play still fucking sucked. Like, I even sent a tweet out underneath Bold Sports that was like, glad you guys are up 3-0. to Doesn't mean you can't still do well in the power play and fuck off on it. Yeah. Like the, the power play looked like shit. Uh, I don't know why, uh, how or whatever. Uh, I'm not a coach. I'm not a professional hockey player. I, you know, I've only ever played hockey in pickup leagues and I think I played a few years of deck, but on ice, I've only ever played pickup leagues. Mm. Um, you know, I, it, I don't know how the power play looked like shit. It did. I mean, it was pass, pass, pass. Oh, get intercepted and kick back down to the end. Bring it back up. Pass, pass, pass. Get intercepted. Pick, kick it up down to the end. I, I don't understand. We'll have yeah. to figure that one out. The Pens um, had the Oilers coming into town this Saturday for the rare 1 p.m. game. Oh, goody. Yeah. 1 p.m. on a Saturday. That's fun. Those are always trap games. Yeah. I don't care who they're playing. Um, Edmonton's pretty good. Um, well, I'm, there are I'm a lot assuming, of guys coming to town. James Neal's on Edmonton now. He's coming into town. I'm assuming Edmonton is on some Malkin kind of eastern swing. Yeah. So their bodies will probably be adjusted to the time zone by then. Or this could be the first game. Because other, otherwise, this this is like, what, like 11 a.m. to them, 10 a.m.? not sure which time zone Edmonton is in. They're mountain time mountain. zone. So, Two hours. Even That being said, um, the Penguins are kind of notorious when it comes to these afternoon games of mm-hmm. just like not showing up yeah they are and like the fans are part of it like i don't yeah you know the players play the game so it's what? not the fans fault well, well, but you know, when you go to an afternoon penguins game like the atmosphere like i've been to the circus with like a rowdier atmosphere at one o'clock on a saturday at yeah. a pens game is horrible one o'clock on a sunday after the steelers are over the pens game's great but mm. they don't start holding those one o'clock sunday games till football's over but this one o'clock Saturday within the first quarter of the season, it's like, yeah, man, you know, everybody's fucked up from Friday night, you know, and it's too early to get fucked up for Saturday night to go to the game. So you, so you don't have, <laughs> so you don't have, now you and me go to the game at one o'clock on a Saturday. We're at the Marriott by 11 a.m. Yeah. You know, drinking some beers, hanging out. Bloody Marys. You know, Bloody Marys, whatever your, whatever your beverage of choice is, but you know, one o'clock Saturday afternoon games—they're—they're—they're they're, they're just bland. They are like I've mm. been to them. Like I've been the one in the section, like yeah, let's go fucking pads, come on! Like everybody else around me, like dude, chill, calm I'm, down. Yeah. I'm like, but it's a fucking pads game, I'm like dude, it's like two o'clock. I'm like, they're like, you're not gonna make it till midnight. I'm like, fuck you, I will. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, get up for the game. I mean, yeah. you, you know, 
but you're right. The Saturday one, those Saturday afternoon games are just dumb. Yeah, I don't know. And why it's they not do like it. they have to go west because they're going to Boston. Next. And it's not going to be on national television, is it? Uh, they're not doing that yet, are they? I don't think so. So like, I didn't even check the TVs. Why? Thing. Like just why? You know, I, like I I think the only reasonable reason to have an afternoon hockey game is if you're going is west. If it's going to be on NBC or if you're going west. And the thing is, the Pens are going to Boston, and they don't play till Monday night. Yeah. What the hell? Like seriously? Like I don't know. I, I don't get it. Maybe it's maybe it's got something to do with the Oilers, with their with their travel schedule. But I've looked around. There's a lot of every team this year has those one or two Saturday afternoon games. Uh-huh. And it's and it's before football's over. So. Uh, I think actually, I think they have two. It's one, one in the beginning of the season, one towards the end of the season. Because uh-huh. the Pens do have another Saturday afternoon game, and it's in like April. Mm. So, I mean, and at that point, you know, the Pirates have already screwed themselves for the World Series chance in April. So, yeah. <laughs> so might as well watch the Pens. Right. <laughs> but I mean, in April, it's it's not just even if the Pirates are, you know, undefeated. It's like. I rank it based on, like, where they are in the season, okay? Like, April, hockey games are more important than baseball games. Yes. October, baseball games are more important, important than, than hockey, hockey games. games. You're correct on that aspect. And And if it's an April hockey game in the afternoon, there's a good chance that it's a playoff game. Or at least it's, like, one of the last handful of regular season games. Mm-hmm. And you think people get a little more up for that? Oh, yeah. I just... I don't see it being a raucous atmosphere on Saturday. And like you said, it's a trap. Like you said, it's a trap game. Even if it's a good team and it's somebody you know you should play good against. Edmonton's got what's his name up there? Um, McDavid. Yeah, Connor McDavid. Um, James Neal's apparently in Edmonton now. Uh, There's a handful of other guys there. Mm. Evgeny Malkin's supposed to be back. Yeah. For Saturday's game. Did Um, you hear Gino is a U.S. citizen now? Is he? Yeah. That's awesome. I, I saw that. On Twitter, that's awesome. It was, I did uh, not see that. It was, there was some Russian article about Malkin. I don't read Russian, but someone does, and apparently the article said that he's he's attained his U.S. citizenship. I watched uh, Malkin's interview, and he still cracks me up. Uh, they asked him about you know practicing and coming back. He goes, he goes, yeah, I practice. I coming back. He goes, I've been off the ice for a while. I haven't played all summer. He goes, I miss ice. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm like that's awesome. I miss ice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and his English has gotten so much better, but mm. it's still it's still fun to listen to him talk yeah. in interviews. Um, I mean, you know, Yager speaks fluent English now, but how many years did Yager speak that broken, you know, Eastern European, Czechoslovakian, mm. you know? I mean, there was the first few years that Yager didn't speak any English, and all he knew was beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one told him no split insurance hit stand bust <laughs> that was that was yoga english for those first couple of years oh gosh all right folks we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now listen to what our friends at sorgatron media studios in beach you have going on with them and don't forget about the perfect pepperoni pizza from slice on broadway uh, those guys make an awesome pizza with locations in Beachview, uh, as well as Carnegie, uh, PNC Park, and the East End. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Let's talk tech. 
tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 102. And since we're getting into the Steelers and stuff, we're going to talk about this the Mason Rudolph episode with the number two there um, going on. So the NFL trade deadline came and went, and uh, the Steelers sat idle uh, with not a lot of picks to give up. Um, yeah, let's let's honestly, just try to try to hold they, on to your powder they, here. They, they, they don't have a lot of picks to give up, and they only had three million left underneath the salary cap. So, I mean, there's a reason why they they sat idle at the trade deadline. Uh, the Jets uh, apparently were trying to move Le'Veon Bell, but they couldn't get the right um, uh, uh, package deal for him or what they were looking to get out of him. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell is still with the Jets. There was talks that. You know the Steelers should kick the tires on Le'Veon Bell and let him come back, and they ha- they had the cap space for him this year uh, to come back and whatnot. They would have had to make some moves next year to keep him because he's still under con- he's on the contract for what, three years or some shit. Yeah. Um, but then again, would you want Le'Veon Bell back? I, I mean, you if know, they don't have any healthy running backs. Then yes. Well, they signed a kid from Pitt, um, Hill. Okay. Uh, signed him to the practice squad. Uh, he graduated from Pitt. Uh, I think he was an undrafted free agent. Went to Green Bay with their training camp and whatnot. Made their practice squad. And they released, released him from practice squad. He was sitting back at his house in Youngstown. And the Steelers called him up today and said, Hey, we're going to sign you to practice squad. And he's like, I'm on my way. Uh, <laughs> you know, he said he's got to get... He knows James Conner, of course, from College of Pitt. And uh, so forth. And uh, he... Uh, you know, they talked to him on the radio today. He's like, I got to get up to speed and whatnot. He goes, I've been working out. He goes, not like he goes, I've been taking care of my daughter and working out. It's all I've mm-hmm. been doing. Like, cool. You know? Um, so, so you've got some strong forearms then. I don't know how old his daughter is, but I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming she's small I'm assuming enough to little. be carried everywhere. Yeah, I'm assuming little. So, yeah. yeah. Um, or toddler size. Just yeah. like this yeah. way. Toddler um, curls will get you... Game ready in no time. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's like he's got to get up to speed and get to, he, you know he's already got he already talked to James Connor and whatnot and and uh, Connor's on the uh, 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 light practice or no practice right now. We'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. He left the game with a little bit of an injury. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But yeah, the Steelers not they traded a number one draft. It's unlikely for the Steelers to trade a number one draft pick, and they did it. To get mm-hmm. Mika Fitzpatrick, because Mika Fitzpatrick was unhappy in Miami. Yeah. Everybody should be unhappy in Miami. Right. Um, I was listening while I was cutting the grass, and hopefully for the last time of the year. Um, I was listening to Filipponi uh, and those guys in the afternoon uh, while I was cutting the grass. And uh, uh, Arthur Motes was on, mm-hmm. as he always is with them on Tuesdays. And they were, you know, he was like, yeah, he goes, dude, he goes, he goes, everybody should be unhappy. He goes, he goes, if I was playing Miami and I didn't see that they were trying to build a team, he goes, I'd want out too. Yeah. He's like, even if I was a first or second year player, mm-hmm. he's like, first year player, man, you, you don't have a leg to stand on. Second year player and you're number one draft pick and you see like, there ain't shit going on here. Get me the fuck out. Like, yeah, that's what happened. 
I mean, like, you look at it... The way I look at it is they gave up a first-round pick for a first-round pick. They did. Um, and they took... that. It takes some of the uncertainty out of it because when you're drafting a player with a first-round pick, you have no idea how that player is going to actually do. No, but the they, had a, they had a year to watch this guy. They watched him, and they knew that he was, like, you know, up to the task. So they used a first-round pick on a guy who's a little more seasoned than your average you know, 21, 22-year-old rookie. And, I mean, granted, like, you know, a lot of people... And they have him under contract for the next three years. Yeah. And he did Did he not have two interceptions? He did. So... He's had what's four interceptions since he's But I'm just saying, in, in the most recent then, game yeah, against it, his former against team... Against his former team, he had two interceptions. When, when the Steelers really needed an interception, the first pick came at a time when the Steelers were... Really needed it. Were, like... Stinking up the joint. Yep. Um, although I didn't see, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out and say that the reason the Steelers like started flat is because I was asleep for like the first like quarter and a half. But once <laughs> once I woke up and watched the rest of the game, like they looked really good. Wait, did you not work Monday? I had a very light schedule. <laughs> Napped. <laughs> I had a nap. I had a little nap. <laughs> Matt woke up at nine o'clock and was like, "Oh shit, this team game's on." on. <laughs> I got to work in an hour. It's nine o'clock at night, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Hey, we've all woken up an hour before work and been like, "Oh crap, what time is it?" I know. We just hold different schedules just, than most people. Just, most people who do that work in the morning. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, like Fitzpatrick, two picks. Um, you know, I, I told you about my. Uh, I still have my Willie Parker jersey, right? So number thirty-nine. Um, I, I was I was thinking of ways to turn my number seven Roethlisberger into a number two Rudolph jersey, and then I saw Fitzpatrick take the field in his uh, thirty nine, and I was like, yeah, this would be way easier. Just make be... make it a Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you have the 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 stitchable plate on the back? Can you pull the stitch? Yeah, plate? but I'm not pulling the stitching off because okay. I, I don't trust myself, man. I'll I'll fuck it up somehow. You gotta take it to a seamstress or something. Yeah, I'm not I'm not about to do that. It's not worth it. Besides, I've always wanted to be one of those duct tape guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll you work. Know. Um, actually, it, uh, I'm trying to think. What you got to do is get the black matte mm-hmm. tape to cover the Parker, and then get the gold, um, the gold like paint pen. Yeah, if you're trying to fool people. Yeah. But I don't care about trying to fool people. <laughs> you're just like, like the, the the like haphazardness of it is part of the charm. <laughs> it's like most of the charm. Yeah, though, but you, you know what? Willie Parker has uh has done this town right. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're taking an A B jersey and just No, exactly. Doing it's that not shit. no no shame no no offense to Willie Parker. You know, I still wear a Willie Parker jersey when when the situation dictates. Like I used to, I, I have a, a black Ben Roethlisberger and a white Willie Parker jersey, and I used to color coordinate. So like, if they were on the road, I'd wear the Parker jersey, even if Parker was like gone from the team. Like I was still wearing like the away jersey for away games, the home jersey for home games. I'm now at a point in my life where I don't like to go out for every Steeler game. Especially the one o'clock games. I go to friends' so, houses. I'm not dressing up for every game. I either go to the game or I go to friends' houses. Yeah. And again, like I don't. If I a lot of games, like I watch or at my parents' house. house. Yeah. 
And like, as, as you can tell from my face tonight, that's why it's, I asked. it's not smart to wear a nice jersey to my parents' house because there's like a six-year-old and a four-year-old that want to wrestle. who try to beat your ass the second yeah, you walk yeah. in the door. For those, you, obviously you can't you see. You can't see. You can't see because we're on God, audio. Thank God we're not at Sorg tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt walked in. I'm like, dude, what'd you do to your eye? Did you piss off your girlfriend? She threw something at you? He's like, nope, nephews. Yeah. Uh, wrestling nephews. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's that's a good thing. The la- I should have known better because the last time it was like a close call where he like kneed me in my forehead <laughs> and uh, didn't bruise quite as much. Um, nah, but you get that lower eye that orbital bone, man. Yeah. Like oh. those blood vessels are just like they're they're little snowflakes up in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's what what'd the other guy look like? Yeah, <laughs> about three foot one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like, he, he about ate- three foot one <laughs> and forty two pounds. Yeah. Yeah. He. he- <laughs> He ate, like, one of those, like, strawberry candies with the gel filling, and then he fell asleep on his dad's lap. <laughs> like he does every Sunday. You know? Like, he's fine. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but no, uh, Monday Night Football, for those of you that didn't watch, um, was quite interesting. Uh, Monday Night Football and the Steelers showed up after uh, they cleared the bus from the sinkhole in the second quarter of the game. What if they had actually been stuck behind that? That's crazy, man. Like, seriously, like, I was just down there, like, a week ago. I was down there today. Well, I, I, I mean, uh, like, I missed I missed the whole bus thing. I, I was down there. Oh, I was home during the whole bus thing. No, I, 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 I was, woke up, and I looked at my phone, and it was like, you know. Like, bus I, memes all day, Well, it was like, the bus, had, the bus fell in the hole at 8 o'clock. Yeah. I woke up at, like, 10.30, and there was already bus memes. Yep. And I had to go downtown. But I don't have to go on Penn Avenue when I go down, so I, I didn't like see any of the traffic or any of the mess. But when I ride my bike, that's like I ride right past Ten Penny. You know, I take the Penn Avenue bike lane oh, yeah. through the strip. Well, you make ain't a doing left that on now. Penn. I can't do that, you know. But anyway, that's really neither here nor there. Um, the Steelers took a little while to show up, and like I don't think they can blame the bus or the sinkhole because there are other ways to get that, you know, from downtown. Or the North Hills, as the case may be, um, to, you know. But they were there. Can can I just can I just say that my um, so my fantasy situation at quarterback oh, sucks. God, me too. Because I I got Mahomes. <laughs> I had Breeze, and and it finally came back to me okay. this week. Well, here's here's the deal with that. See, like I I had Mahomes, and then I didn't draft a backup. So like the second week, I picked up Kyle Allen off the waiver wire. Um. And then eventually, like, I grabbed Andy Dalton also. But I didn't really think that I would need either one of them until the Chiefs' bye week. Then Mahomes gets injured. And I don't like either one of my quarterbacks, so I go grab Teddy Bridgewater off the waiver wire. And then on, like, Wednesday night, I see, like, oh, yeah, Drew Brees is going to start on Sunday. So I got to, you know, drop Bridgewater. Um, And I picked up Mason Rudolph. And that's what this has to do with the Steelers. I I had Mason Rudolph and Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, okay, I, I can look it up for you here in a second. But the the bottom line is that when I when I went into my team to change my quarterback, I decided to get cute and change kickers as well. But I forgot to like move the new kicker into the lineup, so I didn't have a kicker. I had that and I, I had to wait until Monday night to find out if like Mason Rudolph and Juju Smith Schuster were going to make up for my lack of a kicker. 
And I ended up losing my fantasy match by nine-tenths of a point. Ugh. And I had a kicker who put up eight points. I've been there. It sucks. I've been there. It's And it, it, it didn't hurt me that much in the standings. Oh, but the person there. who I played is in first place in the other division in my league. Right. And I'm surprised that the, the guy who's in second place in that division is new to the league, so he doesn't know all the rules very well, apparently, because like, I could actually get fined for that. For, for not playing a kicker. For not playing a kicker. Yeah. So, and like, honestly, like, the, the rule is like, if if it doesn't affect the outcome of the game, then it's not a fine, but like, this definitely would have affected the outcome. And like, this person could be in a tie for first place right now, but instead he's still a game back. So I, I, I had a issue where I did not know that my kicker was on IR, which was Goskowski. So I ended up... How could you miss that? It was the first week he went on IR. But it was big news. I, you must not listen to enough podcasts. Um, I work a lot, uh, <laughs> and you're not allowed to listen to podcasts while you're working because you have to like actually interact with people, right? Because I have a job that deals with the public. Yeah. Um, I miss that, so I go. I'm like, shit. Why did my kicker have zero points? Oh fuck. Yeah. So that's the first time I actually started a guy that never played. Every other time, I'm up on the shit for the most part. So I end up. I have Boswell this week, right? Mm. This is where it comes back to that pit. 54-yard field goal, made in sloppy fucking weather. Uh-huh. Boswell, crystal clear fucking night, no wind, has mm-hmm. a 54-yard fucking field goal, and pushes it wide to the right. Yeah. Now, granted, Boswell's kick went dead straight. He was just on the right hash mark, mm-hmm. and he was playing for uh, a breeze, which never mm-hmm. came. And uh, he missed it wide to the right. Now, if he would have made that kick... That would have been three points for the kick and five points on the bonus for over 50 yards. Mm. Eight points on that kick. Now, I still would have lost my fantasy game by five points. Yeah. But I was down to Boswell trying to get me 25 points from a kicker to win my fantasy game. It sucks. My fantasy team's kind of in shambles because I had Drew Brees. I had Hunter Henry. I still have Hunter Henry. I still have Drew Brees. I started Drew Brees. He got me 30 points this week. Um, his first week back. Awesome. Hunter Henry, I didn't start him whenever they played the Steelers. Mm. And he blew up for 30 points, and I would have won that game, but I didn't start Hunter Henry. Um, it, it, my my fantasy team currently is in the, um, you know, whatever Steve does, the players do opposite. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm... You know, I, I, th- I... There's no... Last year, I was number one all the way through, went all the way through, and cool. This year, I can't do anything right. I'm you lucky know. to be where I am, given my quarterback injury situation, and the I, fact that my first pick was Le'Veon Bell, and he's he's been injured, and he's been bad when he's not injured. Yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping he, like, gets it together, like... I'm in a weak division. He's on a bad team, man. My my league is always it's so interesting. Like I'm do you do divisions in your league? Mm-hmm. So like my my league always has one division that's like really good and one division that's got like one team that runs away and everybody else is mediocre. And I'm I'm in like the mediocre division this year. So like I I might be able to get into the playoffs with a 500 record. Um my team my my league is we have the divisions and we have like one really strong team in the division, one really bad team, and everybody else is mediocre. Yeah. And last year, I was the super strong team. This year, I'm the fucking shitty team. Yeah. Uh, the 
previous few years, I was the mediocre team and made the playoffs and got knocked out in week one or week two. Any trades in your league yet? Yeah, there has been. I've tried to make some trades, but nobody wants anybody I have. I know nobody trades with me. I mean, I'm like, I'll give you this guy, this guy, this guy for that guy. And they're like, no. And, and it's not like it costs money. Like, all our money is up front. Now, you know, I talked to you my know, friend. One of my, one of my friends who I've never been in a league with, but, you know, he he knows what he's talking about, about fantasy. Yeah, and he said, guys he, he told me once, he's like, I remember we're, sit, we're sitting at the bar, and he's like, he's like, I don't trade with anybody because they just try to fuck you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the point of, like, dealing is to, you know, get improve you get. your situation. You don't necessarily have to do it at the expense of the other guy. But, yeah, like, it, I think that there are a lot of fantasy trades that, like, don't even get proposed because you know people were just reluctant. So to, I like give my up one something. Fa- my one trade I wanted that risk. My one trade I proposed was uh, Todd Gurley and Rex Burkhead for Nick Chubb. Okay. No response whatsoever. Not even a no. Wait, you had Todd Gurley and Rex Burkhead. I have Todd Gurley and Rex Burkhead trade for Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Todd Gurley's not having a good year. Nope. But he's not on a shit team. So Correct. there's going to be chances for him to get better. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Nick Chubb, on the other hand, he he's, plays for the Browns. He's on a kind of a shit team. He got a big run and then he fumbled, I saw. Yep. Um, other than that, I haven't heard too much about Nick Chubb. I mean, obviously people love his name. Um, right. You know, he, and this is like... Yeah. Uh, I had another trade proposal <laughs> to me... Uh, or that I, somebody uh, asked me if I wanted, um, if I take AJ Green for um, Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. AJ Green hasn't played a game yet. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and he's al- he's already, he's already trying to negotiate his next contract. Yeah. He's all al- he's already like through the media. You know, saying that he's not happy in Cincinnati unless he gets, like, you know, big-time money. Exactly. So, yeah, like, that's not a good situation. Um, you know, you don't want to be involved in that. Like, I'm I'm glad. Like, I've heard some interviews with Le'Veon Bell, and he seems happy in New York. He seems, like, refreshed and focused. Um, but, like, all the focus in the world can't replace your offensive line. Not at all. But back to the Steelers real quick. The first 25 minutes of the Monday Night Football game sucked with Mason Rudolph throwing an interception early in the first. Uh, the Dolphins... That interception, if he hadn't thrown that interception, I would have won. <laughs> there you go. Kicker be damned. All right. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins turned that into points and then added seven more in the first. Now, fortunately, uh, that was all. Uh, the Steelers got uh field goal in the second. Off pause, and then he missed a 54-yard field goal um, on that. Uh, then towards the end, the Steelers had a uh, hell of a drive, starting on their own two-yard line, that ended with a 45-yard pass-and-run touchdown. And I call that a pass-and-run touchdown. It's listed as a 45-yard touchdown pass. Um Rudolph passed the ball seven yards, mm. and then um, Deontay no, Johnson. Yeah, Deontay Johnson made the rest of that happen, mm. and then also James Washington pancaked that dude 
on the one yard line. Yes, yes. <laughs> Straight up pancaked that motherfucker, uh, and then uh, got in for the score uh, before the end of the uh, half. There, um, the Steelers added seven more uh, in the third, and then ten more in the fourth. Mika Fitzpatrick had two interceptions uh, off his old team, which we talked about. T.J. Watt with the trifecta with the sack, strip, and fumble recovery. Uh, all by himself. Uh, the D was solid uh, through the game, except for the first quarter. That TJ Watt actually kind of screwed me over too, because if if the Steelers team that... if the Steelers had just forced a punt, like Rudolph might have gotten like ten more passing yards, and I would have won my game. But instead, like it turned into a defensive touchdown, and then Miami got the ball back to like waste more clock. So like I'm kind of mad at TJ. Do you Watt. start? individual defensive players we do we okay. do i don't i don't have any Steelers on my team um but you start like a linebacker or yeah a one linebacker back. one defensive end and one defensive back and i've i've got some good ones and i i like it because like like picking team so you defenses, don't you don't you don't you don't start a whole team defense and special not teams. the whole team no so you don't have like baltimore's defense and special teams Oh, and yeah, then no. your offensive no. players. Yeah, we got rid of that this year. So, you, so our no. commissioner has been lobbying for that for like at least the last ten years, and we we finally decided that we were going to do it. And then like during the draft, my one friend's like, "Hey, I don't like this. This is going to suck." And I'm just like, I don't think it's going to suck because there's only a handful of team defenses that score big, right? Week in and week out. It seems like the Steelers are one of those this year, and... but. Like I, I like getting more points out of three individual players. Like, when was the last time you had a team defense that scored thirty points every week? Jacksonville last year. But there was like maybe one, and whoever gets them has an unfair advantage. Not unfair because it's the yeah. it's by the rules. I'm not saying it's unfair. Well, what's funny though? I'm just saying like it's Jacksonville, like an anomaly. Jacksonville's defense was it last year or the year before. One of the two. Year before. Year before. Yeah. Where they, they went ahead and scored, like, in fancy football points, Jacksonville's defense scored, like, 25 points. I think 25 points or more. Yeah. 10 of the games. That was the year they went to the AFC Championship, championship game. game against the mm-hmm. Patriots. Mm-hmm. And then the Patriots lost to the Eagles. Yeah. And then the, uh, but the other six games, they scored, like, five. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, I mean... You know, and, and honestly, fancy football is kind of a full-time job. <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, it, it can you be. you got to study matchups and this, that, the other thing. Yeah, and... I mean, I don't. I, I usually just look at the, like, the rankings of the defenses that they're going and up And today's against. Wednesday. I, ne- I I should probably, after you and I are done, look at my team, see who's on a bye, and start placing it out and see, do I have any... I look at it this way. When, when I look at it on Wednesday... I will look and be like, do I have anybody that's playing on Thursday? No. All right. I'll worry about it on Friday. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much what I I look at. And the guys I'm with, it's a fun league. It is. I mean, there's money up there. Yeah, there's money involved in my league too, but it's it's mostly just to like, you know, stay in touch. Yeah. It's it's mostly people I went to college with. Yeah, and you guys are all over the country right now, and thank God for Venmo. Mm -hmm. And, oh, by the way... For those of you that don't know, if you Venmo people money for sports gambling of fancy leagues mm-hmm. or 
hey, Venmo me 25 bucks for uh, this bottle of bourbon you're going to pick me up. Yeah. You can't put that in the Venmo line. Mm-hmm. Just put like a taco emoji or some shit. Yeah. Because otherwise I... Venmo would be like, oh, wait, they're buying booze with this or they're gambling with it. And then Venmo will hold the money up and like take it away. Yeah. That's <laughs> why That's why I told my commissioner that I was, I was going to say that it was for a boat timeshare. Right. So I... I now own $125 worth of a boat. There you go. So that's like basically like you get to like float out to the first buoy and back <laughs> one day a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what people, you know, whenever I ran the, uh, and my former job that I was at for a year or so, and I ran the uh, football pool, it was like, do you got Venmo? I'm like, fuck no, I ain't got Venmo. Mm-hmm. I'm like, No. Like, well, well, how can I get you $5? You got a $5 bill in your pocket? That's what it costs for a square. Sign mm-hmm. your fucking name on it. Yeah. Like, but I, uh, I, I what, huh? I'm yeah. Like, we we do Venmo at work for all, all of our, like, office pools. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, used just, to be, used to be, like, when I was working in the office, it was, like, just give them five bucks. But we've got a lot of employees who work remotely from, like, all over the country. And they were, like, sending checks. Yeah. You know, and like finally, whoever's running that thing was just like, you know what? I don't want a stack of checks. Just do Venmo. Yeah, but you and I'm can't... perfectly fine Venmoing somebody who yeah. like works in a different office or Cash App or whatever. We use Venmo. Venmo, but yes, Cash App is also a thing. Yeah. Uh, Square. Yeah, you know, uh, you know here's the, but you just can't put like Matt. I'm gonna send you five bucks with a taco emoji. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah, but five bucks for Stewart Square. Yeah. Oh, that they'll see that and be like, "Oh, we'll hold this five dollars yeah. off." And you'll yeah, never don't see don't it. Venmo me hundred dollars and be like Astros plus one fifty <laughs> in the comment line, okay? Because first yeah. of all, you're gonna lose your money. <laughs> Secondly, I'm not gonna get your money either because Venmo is gonna cancel the transaction. Is what you're saying? Yep. And I'll lose my money, and you will lose the money too. They'll just take it away. Those jags. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, that's that's really messed up things in the world uh, but you know it's it's like Amanda's like you know sports book at the casino don't have to worry about you um, going down to sports book every fucking weekend and sitting there watching college games and betting on this but I'm no 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 not at all you don't have to worry about me yeah what you sure you got a you guy good. I'm like I got a guy <laughs> because you know what I call this guy and be like here's what I want boom 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 done I see you on Wednesday at a particular bar in Dormont and either give an envelope or collect an envelope. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have to lay the juice up front. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to lay the, the odds. I don't have to lay the odds or the juice up front. You go to the casino. You want to bet a hundred dollars on the Steelers to win. You got to lay the, you got to lay a 120. you know, mm-hmm. I, I call the guy and he's like, cool. And I have time to either, you know, if you got the right guy, you you can lose all weekend and be like, uh, so everything I lost all weekend, yeah, I'm gonna bet that on Monday Night Football right now to try to get even, and then you're either digging yourself deeper in the hole, mm-hmm. or you're gonna come out even. Yeah, <laughs> that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. You go to the casino, you better have that cash on you. Yeah, like because they don't play. Plus, mm-hmm. the other thing about the casino is there are other temptations. Oh yeah, such as the bar. Oh, the bar and the lottery scratcher. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and also, and also at the. Uh, 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 don't forget about yeah. Uh, so in the sports book, I, I believe during college football, 
uh, and NFL football, they do three hour yingling pints. Okay. Okay. So three dollar yingling pints, not bad, especially at casino. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm okay with that. I mean, they do three dollar yingling pints at my local bar down the street, and I don't have this. As, as awesome of a venue to watch every game possible. Yeah. Um, but also, I can get bored and go over and play blackjack mm-hmm. or roulette or three-card poker yeah. or craps mm-hmm. and whatever else. I heard a good story about Phil Kessel that had something to do with the <laughs> poker room <laughs> and him losing like a quarter of a million dollars in one night. At the Rivers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've heard that story too. But if you... Uh, go ahead and tell what you heard. Well, I just... Just, that's pretty much it. Just <laughs> that he was there for a long time and he lost a lot of money and he didn't seem that bothered by it because <laughs> he can afford it. It's Phil Kessel. You know? I mean, the guy's got a single seat in his home theater. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I guess I guess he lost all the money that he was going to spend on, like, having friends. The rest of his theater. So, <laughs> so he's like, I don't need friends. I'll just sit in my single, single seat home theater. Uh, Matt, you do a lot of uh, NBA uh, as well. Have you done some some any NBA this year so far? A little bit, yeah. How, how's that looking? How's that turning out? Um, I haven't seen it, but audio sounded good. Um, Miami's rebuilding. That's all I really know so far. Um, they they got this guy Tyler Hero from Kentucky, um, and that's that's like it. You know, um, Trey Young in Atlanta. Is you know he was like rookie of the year, like he got injured. I think he's going to be okay though. Um, I know Golden State is not as good. No, they've had um, some injuries. I, I heard some Trey, audio Trey from Thompson's right. He's yeah, out. Clay, Clay Thompson's out. Um, Kevin Durant's gone and also injured. Well, um, Durant's in Brooklyn. He's in Brooklyn, but but like, he's still not playing. But he's still not playing. He's he recovered from that Achilles. Two from... two big injuries in the finals last year. Yeah. Durant and Thompson. Durant. You know, left through free agency. Thompson might not play at all this year. Um, what else do we know? Clippers are like Clippers are like the new hot team. Um, you know, they got Kawhi Leonard. Um, Lakers have they're really top heavy. Like they got LeBron and AD. Anthony Davis, and then like a bunch of like mediocre guys. All right, so speaking of LeBron, real quick, how about uh, where he's living in L.A.? Oh God, yeah. Um, his his neighborhood got evacuated to fire, mm-hmm. and he um, apparently uh, left his house because all the fires going on in California. Now I I don't understand really um, with California the way it is. It shakes, it slides, and it burns every year. People know this. Um, but LeBron left his house and with his family and couldn't get a hotel room in LA. I don't understand. Uh, maybe LA is overrun with the, uh, hotel room issues, uh, of people doing the same thing. And in that area of LA, there's a lot of rich people. And they can afford to just go live in a hotel for a couple weeks. Not too sure about that. But in the meantime, though, uh, NBA season is in full swing. Um, Getting it going. You have um, Kawhi Leonard out there with the Clippers. 
they put a shellacking on a few teams and whatnot. Uh, Matt had to skip away for a moment, so I'll just catch him up on what I was talking about. Uh, was about how LeBron had to leave his house mm. and um, go try to get a hotel room, and there was no hotel rooms available. Yeah. That's, that's like crazy, man. I can't, I can't imagine what that must be like. Yeah. Um, I have cousins that are in Northern California. Yeah. Which also have fires going on. And, you know, they're rolling electric. Like, they'll be out of electric for a day and then they'll have it for a day. And then they roll it out for a day and they mm-hmm. have it for a day. And he's got a new baby. So it's like yeah. really bad for him. Uh, you know, it's like... Um, the amount of money that it would cost to bury the power lines, it would be like $15,000 per rate payer, basically. I mean, that's the issue. Because these, these power lines are above ground on poles. Mm-hmm. Like, look around you. Like, they're everywhere yeah. around here. But we don't have, like, massive wildfires. That's what I said. I mean, I mean, you know, California shakes and slides and burns every year. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. But uh, so this week coming up in sports, uh, Matt and I are really interested in the uh, Riverhounds game. Yeah, going on Saturday night at Highmark Stadium, uh, Louisville, um, Louisville City uh, FC coming into the uh, Purples, the Los Morados, Los Morados, the Purples coming in. Uh, this is a big game uh, for the Hounds. They've never beaten. Uh, Louisville and Pittsburgh, they have a 2-0-6 record against them over the last four years. Uh, so we'll have that going on. Uh, tailgate starts at 4 down there by Highmark Stadium. Uh, I'm sure it will be a sellout, standing room only crowd. Yeah. Uh, check that out. You have the Steelers this week. have uh, the Colts coming in on Sunday. That is a 1 o'clock game. Uh, we talked about Pitt. Uh, they are down in Georgia at Georgia Tech. South of Atlanta, that's going to be a 4 o'clock game. Penn State is out in uh, Minneapolis at the Minnesota Golden Gophers. West Virginia, Baylor. Uh, Baylor's number 12. Golden Gophers, previously to Penn State, are the number 13 team. Um, Baylor's number 12. West Virginia has them uh, in Baylor. Uh, Notre Dame is playing at home with Virginia Tech um, in South Bend, Indiana. Penn's have a Saturday game, a one o'clock start, which we believe is a trap game for them. Uh, and then they, uh, have off Sunday and they go to Boston on, um, Monday. Uh, pirates. We're going to see how this all shakes out because there's a lot of bullshit going on there. I feel better now that they've got, I feel their, a little better now that, I've, now that they're, and... it looks like they're on track to do things in the correct order. Right. Which is find a GM, then find a manager. Right. Instead of finding a manager, fire the GM, bring in a new COO, and then... Especially with the way the front offices work these days with the analytics. um, You know, a manager's not going to be any good if they don't have the right personnel, you know, to run the kind of game that they want to manage. And, you know, the general manager has to have, like, the same philosophy as the, you know, player manager... Correct. In order to, you know, put that philosophy in place. So, yeah, like, find a good GM, you know. use yeah, your this... Talk to your president and your owner about, like, what's a reasonable amount of money to spend. Um, double that amount. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and, this, and then and then say to the manager, like, here's what you got, you know? You know what? You got this Tony LaCava dude. He's a Central Catholic high school guy. He's from Pittsburgh. He's born and raised here. He was drafted by the Pirates in 1983. I honestly think, with the other guys that they have, uh, I think they'll hire this guy. Yeah. Because of Pittsburgh connection. Yeah, you know, Pittsburgh teams love a Pittsburgh connection. Pittsburgh people love a Pittsburgh connection. And you got this guy, it's 1983, watched a lot of losing Pirate seasons. Um you know, and nineteen three is when he graduated from Central Catholic. So, um, or sorry, nineteen three is when he was drafted in baseball. Probably was a senior in high school at that mm. point in time. And yeah, you're right. He, he he was he was probably a freshman when Marina was a senior. Yeah. Now it depends on when he graduated high school and was drafted in baseball. Mm. But um, speaking of Marino, did you see him at the game this week? No. Uh, Marino was at Heinzfield. Uh, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. You know, he was. Of course, I do know he just became a grandfather again. It did, and he is a uh, he's a front office guy for mm. um, Isotoner. <laughs> he's a front office guy for the Dolphins, <laughs> and also Isotoner that too. Um, now nah, Marino's a good dude. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, the Steelers uh, stadium announcer Larry Richard, mm-hmm. uh, Katie K. Larry Richard is uh, his brother-in-law. So, oh yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, and you being a Central Catholic guy, you've been at events. I mean, you met Marina like thirty-five times. No, I've never no, met no. Marino. No, never. really? No. Should I met Marino? Never seen him. What? He doesn't come back for like the Central Catholic High School, like alma mater day. I you mean, know? he might. <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't been to a homecoming game in forever. You know, I'm I went, I went to the game. On, I went to the game on Friday at Lebo. How was that? Okay, so here's what's baffling about that. So was that the playoff or was that the regular? No, that was regular season. So Central. Oh, by the way, Central Catholic WPIL is mm-hmm. number one in six A because of because of all the because of the way the the, the cannibalization. The, the, no, it was tiebreakers. Tiebreakers, right? Yeah, like they cannibalize each other. Yeah. Like you know, North Allegheny beat Central. Yep. But Central beat Pine Richland. Yep. And then Pine Richland beat North Allegheny. So, based on the tiebreakers, Central gets the number one seed. Um, if you look at the bracket right now, Central plays the win. They get a bye, and then they play the winner of Seneca Valley Lebo. So, there's a possibility, anyway, that Central and Lebo are going to have a rematch next week in like the second round of the playoffs. But what really got me about this game on Friday... Okay, so Central, Central gets the ball first. They score a touchdown... They make the extra point. It's 7 nothing. Lebo gets the ball. They run a couple plays, and then one, like, kind of like that Deontay Johnson Steelers touchdown, like, seven-yard pass and, like, a 70-yard run. Ah. And they make the extra point as well. So it's now 7-7 in the first quarter, and Lebo decides to do an onside kick. And I tell you, like... They never had Central pushed further back than, like, their own 40-yard line for the rest of the game. It was their last chance, apparently, to pin them inside the 20. And they decided to do an onside kick. Huh. And the game ended, like, 42-7. to Or something, or 45-7. to Now, when you go... Central put their backup kicker in. Now, 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 when you go to the one or two games a year you do for Central Catholic... Um, do you wear like a Central Catholic hoodie? Or... I wore my letter jacket. Oh, you wore your yeah. Letterman jacket. There you go. I, I have a sweatshirt, but it was 
I was like debating whether or not to bring the jacket. Right. At like six thirty when I left my house, it was just sweatshirt weather. But by by the second half, I was really glad sitting on those cold metal bleachers. I was really glad that I had, you know, an extra layer. But yeah, like I still have my letter jacket. I uh, my letter jacket I gave to my son, mm-hmm. so I don't have that anymore. Um, I don't know if he has that anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with all my bars and all my pins on the mm-hmm. letter and everything. But yeah, um, you know, yeah, I just wonder what you wore. You know. Oh yeah, I definitely wear the gear. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, it's all the glad hanging. Like, oh, what class are you? You're like, oh, ninety seven. Like, fuck, I actually, I'm way older. You know, than I you. actually stayed on the Lebo side. I did not encounter one one alum of Central the whole time I was there. Ah, the the thing about it is, like, you know, we we stayed for halftime, obviously, and the band faces the, you know, the Lebo side. Both bands, mm-hmm. Central band played, Lebo band played, and then like. I don't know. I, I didn't feel any desire to like go over to the other side. Now, when when I went to a Lebo game against Peters, I ended up on the other side because there are, there are a handful of Lebo parents who we know who like they don't want to like they don't want to like cramp their kids' style, so they sit on the like visitor side and watch the game while while their kids are over like wilding out on the. Lebo side. <laughs> so, like, yeah, la- last time I went, I ended up on, on the visitor side with, like, a bunch of Peters Township parents, and then there was, like, two rows of Lebo parents who were all, like, roughly my age, who were just like, yeah, like, we just don't want to, like, make our kids think that we're, like, watching them too closely. <laughs> You're like, with binoculars across yeah. the field. Oh, oh. Is that a <laughs> cigarette? <laughs> awesome, folks. All right, man. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we, I know we went heavy uh, high in the first portion of the uh, podcast, and then we kind of blew through a little bit. But here and there, uh, it's coming to an end. Uh, episode one hundred two. Um, we will talk to you folks next week uh, with more sports updates. Uh, baseball's over uh, for the year after tonight. Unfortunately, that sucks. It does. I'm glad. I'm glad you waited till the end to say that because. I'm just depressed now. Yeah. I'm too depressed to podcast. <sighs> We're done. Good night, everybody. Good night. Have a great one. We'll see you soon. Hey, Ians. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com. <laughs>